It's Preston with No Business Like Show Business. This week is part two of our conversation with Galadriel Steinman. You're going to love it. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Hi, you guys. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning for us. I don't us. know. Well, depending on what time you're listening, you can be listening on a Wednesday, oh, yeah. on a nighttime, on another day, meaning like if you don't listen to it, the, the day it drops. Anyway, for us, it's good morning on a Monday. That's right. And if you're listening to it on a Thursday, happy Thursday. <laughs> yeah. We back. We back with another great episode for you. This is part two of our conversation with Galadriel Steinman. She was such a great guest. Wouldn't you agree? I... 100% wholeheartedly agree. We've already gotten so much great feedback from part one. So we're so excited for you guys to be able to check out part two. Oh, you got to do it. You and it's just so it. funny because I'm li- we're like sitting here in our living room couch, you know, trying to do this while we have our toddler trying to eat breakfast. And we got an eye on him just to make sure that he doesn't talk too much while we we're having to record <laughs> this and trying to, you know, really like put into play the balance of doing this work while having a family or having other things going on. So it's just, it's kind of comical because I know, um, Gayla, I know her as Gayla, uh, her name's Galadriel. She has two kids herself and mm-hmm. she's married and finding that work-life balance of being able, especially when you're working from home. Oh yeah. It's just finding those times where, yeah. That's I mean, the struggle. Hey, when they say the struggle's real. The That's struggle's it. real. But and hey, at least we're, we're, we enjoy what we're doing, so. We are, and we're super enjoying uh, what we've been cooking up for you guys for October. It's going to be uh, a special spooktacular happening at the No Business Like Show Business podcast. Not tell them a little bit about that. Well, we're going to release it. I'm not sure when. Um, Uh Preston had this awesome idea to do this audio drama to which I was like, I'm always the one that's like, why are we going to do that? (laughs) Like, that's not what we do. (laughs) Who's going to listen to that? Who's going to listen to that? But he's, that's why I think we're like, you know, we're a good team. That's right. He's excited too, you guys. He's so excited. And so I was like, you know what? All right. So we brainstormed. I buckled down and wrote. This an episode awesome. yeah and we're excited for it we're excited to cast it um we're excited to do it now i'm so excited to see those words on the page come to life you guys and so is our little man you can probably hear him in the back sorry for he's this. so excited you guys who's not excited for halloween but we're stoked for that episode it will be dropping soon it'll be dropping in enough time for you to consume it before halloween okay I love you too, buddy. You guys can't see it, but he's so happy too. Without further ado, enjoy this episode. Not anything you want to say? Check it out. Enjoy it. And peace. both there right now that's where we're studying right now oh, no yeah. way. I mean, i've kind of been all over town you know and i and i teach and stuff too um, that's yeah i want to chat a little bit about that yeah too. um yeah and so you know uh, i've been a lot of really great places but that's where we're at now um we have a lot of friends that are there and it's cool because he, he comes over and he uh you know uh holds down the fort for us but like inevitably we have busy times we have slow times and it's really hard i think like like just this past like month I've been working a ton and then that means there's a lot of childcare that falls on him. And it's yeah. like, you know, you can either pay someone to give you time, but if you don't really, you know, if it's just to get your own stuff done or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I think we have a hard time finding that balance. And, uh, yeah. You know, we it's just ya. tough. Cause it's like, 
as it is, you have to throw your own life out the window when they are like, you have an audition tomorrow or can you make it to this or you're working for the next week or whatever. But then your partner has to also. Um, and I am an over apologizer, you know, like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry about this. I'm sorry about this. Like to a point where it's just like noise. <laughs> um, and Kevin can be kind of like, still waters that run deep so i'm trying to like figure out if he's mad you know? <laughs> you're like are you mad because you don't look and i mean you bummed. know we've been married for a long time now so we do have that shorthand where i can be yeah. like is this one of those times where like you're annoyed but you just think i might cry so you're not going to say anything Cause, like <laughs> can we just like skip to that part at the end like where you know? <laughs> like, we just get this and resolve happened. this great yeah you know like we've had years of like the other stuff so it's better but it's it's tough yeah you know, it's tough. We yeah, we're you know we are more newly married. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it, it's going to be three years in December. Yeah, and also, you know, we got married in December. The following September, I was pregnant, and then mm-hmm. the following June, we had Judah, and now we're like on number two. Yeah, I know. And I think it's one of those things where we are kind of like f- trying to navigate those waters of like good years and bad years, mm-hmm. but also now we're both actors, yeah. so it's like. Does one of us go get a job because we don't know when the next job is coming, but we also got to make health insurance. But we also like sometimes, you know, there's weeks where I have a lot of auditions and then he might not have as many or he has a few. And then he's like, I feel like I've been like, I don't know exactly what your your phrase was. Well, I, no, like Judah, our son Judah would start going uh, Dada, and she would be like, she, "He's saying your name now." Like, and, and I'm like, "Well, yeah, I'm with him all the time." Yeah, you and know? I'm just like, like, "I'm sorry, we only have one car," <laughs> yeah. and like I had to like you know. So and and that's also finding that new normal because, mm-hmm. well, and then it's not even a normal because the minute you right. get the no hang normal. of that, you're it so changes right. again. And then so you true. get prepared, you're like, okay, so when this and this and this, and then it's never relevant because either the kids have changed and they're on to something else or your life changes or, you know, so it's just yeah. like, you know, people are like, so do you think you guys are doing, and I'm, I just laugh anytime anybody asks us questions about our future because I'm like, <laughs> like, we don't know. I don't even know what next month is going to look like. And totally. go, God forbid when they like ask me about like volunteering at my kid's school because I'm just like, <laughs> you're like, I'm like, because they're, I think sometimes, I mean, you know, we live in an industry neighborhood, so like they probably get it more than most, but they're kind of like, are you? a working mom or like a stay-at-home mom like they don't quite yeah. and so i'm like here's the thing i have lots of free time however it's often not consecutive and i don't know when it's going to be until it's currently happening so yeah. um if i sign up for stuff you're gonna hate me maybe i just show up sometimes yeah. like, totally. how about I just, yeah. and then also because you also teach right do yeah. you teach kids or do you teach but you also do coaching like yeah self-tape like adults or is it just children or um you know everybody awesome. everybody i mean today i worked with three clients uh which is usually like an average day i would say um, ranging in age from probably 16 to 30. Okay. You know, uh, I don't work with many children, children. I, I have like a handful of clients, I would say, that are like under 12. Okay. But mostly like teens and up. Um, and yeah, so I've been teaching for the Michael Wilson studio for... That's okay. Uh, about six years. Long time. Um, and that started out slow. You know, I was a student there and Michael was a great teacher and like mentor to me. Uh, and eventually it was like, hey, do you maybe want to start like trying some coaching on the side? And so it's like I'd have like one client for a little bit. We'd see how that would go, you know, and then yeah. it, and it just kept building. Um, and at that point, I mean, I was the low man on the totem pole. So I would kind of just get like 
the really young ones or the really yeah. inexperienced ones or the ones that were like at a really inconvenient time. You know what I mean? It <laughs> right. was like slim pickings. Um, Midnight. Yeah. Or like the big challenges, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. But like, that was cool. Cause I was up for it and uh, I love that I learned and, and it's just like acting in the sense that, you know, there's definitely skill involved and you so, mean in the coaching aspect of it? Oh yeah. yeah sure. And so like early on I was, I was still able to be really successful with people, but there's a, the efficiency of it just like early mm. on in acting sometimes it's like if you give me the time like i can get there but like when you get technique and training like you can be efficient you can be like yeah. i need two hours and i'll be ready to roll you know what i mean totally. like, and so with the coaching now it's like i know like i can look at the material and look at the person and be like here's how long we need you know uh which is helpful and so now uh, i do it a lot which is great because it's just grown and it's been its own thing like i know that it's there if i ever want to grow it you know, on my yes. own, but I haven't, right. it's only been through referral and stuff, um, which is cool. And so I, I do coach and I teach for them. And then I have some, uh, I call them my indie clients, you know, just like the people that I've gotten on my own. Um, and then I occasionally will teach like workshops out of town or, um, I do a lot of like one day things when people come through town, there are agents and stuff that come in from different places in the country or that are here that'll be like, yeah. Hey, do you, you know? Um, and, and so it's fun, you know? That's so great. And then I teach a, a, a class weekly, which has been cool to just, and a lot of my students have been like around for a while, like I've had them for a while now. So it's just been kind of fun to have our own, you know, like creative area. And I've had them long enough to like see them grow. And That's then so cool. they can be my Guinea pigs, you know, like yeah. right now, now that, you know, uh, I've done so much with them because I'm always like, I don't believe anybody can get everything they need from one teacher mm. or one Agreed. place. And there are people, I am not, there are a lot of people who are like of the guru mentality when it comes to teaching. And I'm like, you know, as an actor, I've always been like, I'm going to study everywhere yeah. and then pull what I need when I need it. And, totally. not, and not just when it comes to acting, but when it comes to improv and Alexander technique and, you know, sitcom on and all camera and yeah. scene study. Yeah. I'm and like, whatever. I'm going to learn all of it and yeah. pull what I need. Um, and so I try to bring that to the students. So it's like, I, I follow the technique of the studio um, which already pulls from a lot of places. Yeah. And then it'll be like, okay, so, you know, next week is improv. It's funny because we just did like a month. Uh, we'll do like warm ups at the beginning of class and then do their scenes. So we did like a month of like improv at the beginning. And, you know, I graduated from UCB, and, but it was like years ago. So I'm like, yeah. and then I studied other places. So I don't remember like what came from where really. But I was like, right. we're going to do like four classes in the beginning. We'll do improv. So it's like first one, we just did warm ups. We did like two person scene exercises. We did all this. And then one of my students was like, this is so fun. I'm going to go like take a class at UCB. And she came in the other day. She's like, so I don't know if I told you, but I'm on week three right now. And she's like, so far, pretty much everything we've done, like we did in class. And right. I was like, oh, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I was like, <laughs> well, it was all inclusive, I guess. That's great. But it's fun. I love it. Um, and it's nice because it's the thing I love, but you know, it's not about me. Yeah. No yeah. That's so it. great. Yeah. Do you feel like this is a, like the outlet that you were looking for as far as giving back? Like, it seems like that kind of falls in the same vein of like sharing the knowledge that you've been able to garnish and mm -hmm. be able to help people on their journey. It can be. I mean, you know, to be fair, it pays well, so it's not yeah. totally selfless. Um, as far as part-time jobs go, it's pretty great. Like awesome. a lot of my clients are Skype or come to my place. So in that sense, convenient. It's like, yeah, I mean, I teach at the studio and stuff, um, but it's definitely not totally selfless. But there are times where um, I can tell I've really made a difference for somebody. Like, and they'll tell me. Yeah. They'll be like, 
and it's usually, I, I see my coaching as very collaborative. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not me being like, okay, here's what you need to do now. We, we figure it out together, you yeah. know? And I always want to see what people are bringing before I give them stuff too, because right. like I want to help them chisel out what they're already doing, uh, which is the only way to be successful anyway. I'm not going to like feed it to them, you right. know? Do you feel like that's important, like kind of putting your stamp on things, obviously within the world? As a coach? Um, you mean, you mean as like when you, uh, yeah, as an actor, like when you're coaching? Uh, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. I, I, and I don't want my help with them to be visible. I mean, particularly with young actors because they have a harder time keeping their own voice in it. Yeah. Um, but I always am like, make, I'm trying to, anytime I do coaching with people before they leave, I'm trying to like remove any evidence of it, you yeah. know? Right. Um, because I think that's, I think when people do that, that's just ego, mm. you know? Uh, I don't see myself ever opening my own acting studio because I'm like, I don't need to like, you know, it's one, it's not my ambition, but it's just like, I'm like, there's enough people doing that. And yeah. I'm not really saying something that they're not. Um, but it is really great when people say to me, like, if it wasn't for that, like aha moment that you like helped me get to, like, there's no way I would have gotten that job. Yeah. You know? Um, and in other ways too, it's like, you know, a lot of my young clients are amazing and they've got like really supportive parents and it's, it's an interesting thing to see, you know, young people be that like self-possessed, but you do occasionally get the people that like are being pressured to do it and they're feeling a lot of insecurity and a lot of grown up worries that they shouldn't have. And it's like, sometimes I'm more of a therapist too. And, and it's like for that hour, I am more than happy to also be the voice that's like, Hey, it's okay if you don't want to do this. Like, right you know, I will help you or like, let's see if we can find a way for this to be fun for you and make this more about like this experience and this character than like, if you get this job or disappoint somebody or something, you know? Yeah. So I I try to balance that out for people too. Um, I I definitely put more into it than is uh, required of me. Um, which my husband laughs and rolls his eyes at all the time because I'll be like, I'm for sure ending class early tonight. Like I'm a hundred percent. There's like five people going up tonight. Yeah. Like, oh, we'll, be we'll done for so sure early. be done by and 10 then, or like, whatever. 45 minutes after like the time is, I'm like, I'm on my way home. And he's like, uh-huh. Of course. <laughs> and I'm like, well, they, they sure. need to talk and there's this. And it's like, you just can't just do your job. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> Like I can't. Like that is my job. It, but it's great because it's always been my other thing. Yeah. Uh, and acting has been my um, main source of income for um, probably about seven or eight years, I would say. Um, and so there are definitely times where the side income from acting and coaching is more important or less important. Right. Um, but I think partly because it's never been something I needed. It's great. It also gives me the privilege to be like, I don't really enjoy working with you. So maybe someone else would be better for you. <laughs> right. Like I can recommend you to somebody else yeah. maybe yeah. or find somebody else. And you know else. what? And sometimes it's me. Like I think just like anything, it's just like dating. Like, you know, you can be a great actor and I can be a great coach and we might just not be a good fit for each other. Yeah. Um, but it, I think that's helped it stay so joyful for me is because I'm like, I'm doing this because I want to. I could be doing other things. You know, um, and so I really do get like fulfillment out of it. Some days I'm an acting teacher. Some days I'm camp counselor. Some days I'm a mom. Some days I'm a yeah. buddy. Some days I'm just there to laugh at people who just aren't confident that they're funny yet. You know what I mean? Right. Do you feel like having your groove and like, are is this, are there still things that you feel that you are intentional about with the business side of 
like acting because you know one of the things that we always like to focus on not necessarily on every episode but one of the things that we've really kind of like considered when we started this podcast was like you know acting is a business and there's Mm -hmm. it's it's show business Mm -hmm. and you know a lot of times we get caught up in the theatrics of it all or we get caught up in like the art but we don't want to bother people and but now that you're more established and not to say that you still don't need you know wisdom or reaching out for questions or whatever but like do you feel that you have and even or even kevin like um things that you're doing regularly or quarterly or whatever to do housekeeping of what your business is outside of like i'm not talking like money like accounting but like you know your marketing your brand like just stuff like that well i mean you know um I try to ask people as much as possible because I feel like actors spend so much time making decisions about what works that actors do, even when their audience is other people. Like they're always acting, oh yes, postcards work so great. But they're not asking casting directors usually in stuff that they're asking other actors. Like right. very good point. You know? And very I'm good just point. like, I don't know that that's really your audience. Same thing with audition questions. Like, is it okay to do this or this in an audition? Like ask one casting director instead of 10 actors. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's my favorite Um, life lesson. It's like if someone's giving you advice on like how to get the job or how to like fish and get the fish and they've never caught a fish themselves, it's like, Maybe yeah, I examine be. your source. And yeah, I, totally. I learned that early on because when I was getting one of those background vouchers to join the union and I was doing background work and I remember it was at the Warner Brothers Ranch and I was so excited, you know, and I got an audition while I was there and I was like working on it and there was some like generous extra who was willing, who was real experienced, you know, who wanted to of like course. give me advice on my audition. And I remember even at that like state of things, there was one moment, I forget what the audition was, but this was not an appropriate thing. And I just remember he like rolled on the floor, like you should do this. And I just remember being like, I don't think I, he knows I feel, what he's talking I feel about. Like that wouldn't be right. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of things I did early on, I don't do now because there are things where I'm like, if that makes you feel good, like do it. But yeah. it's sort of like pay, playing penny slots versus like something else. Like yeah. your odds of hitting, I just don't think are great when you do like postcards and stuff. And it's funny because, um, in addition to coaching, I do a lot of career counseling too. Do so it's you? Like, yeah, and so people come in. All I the might time be hitting you up, girl. Do it. I didn't Maybe know that. Be your baby present. <laughs> I know, right? I'll be like, listen, I need some tips. <laughs> and so it's a lot of goal setting. And then people asking me, you know, stuff like this. And I don't pretend to be an expert, but I share like, here's what's worked for me. Here's right. What, here's what's worked for other people. Here's where I think the business is going. Um, here's where if you have this, like we'll talk about like how much are you wanting to invest right now? Let's look at what areas, where would your money go furthest, you know? Totally. Um, and so I don't do things like postcards and things like that. Um, and it's all totally individual. Totally. But I found, uh, I think the two things that have been most helpful to me are um, because I've been out here for a while now and I know a lot of people, I get asked to do a lot of things, like things like this podcast or things like uh, a play reading or whatever. And I've learned like, just say yes to stuff. Yeah. Unless yeah. I have a good reason to say no because, and, and then don't get attached to an outcome for them because it's just like, you just don't know. Like I've met people at things where it's been so many degrees removed that it's led to something else. It's led to something else. And whether yeah. it's just like, a friend, another opportunity, whatever, like, you know, it's never gone badly. So a lot of stuff has come from me saying yes to things that don't seem like they're related to things. Right. So so I I say yes to everything unless, I mean, there are times in my life, like after my son was born where I was just like, I'm saying no, 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 no to like everything for a while. I a hundred percent agree. You got to take care of yourself too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, for me, you know, um, I've had a lot of luck with like workshops 
Um, because a lot of people do workshops, like casting director workshops, when they first come to town. Uh, there aren't as many people at them that, like, have worked a lot. And, you know, and I know people are of two minds with workshops. Like, oh, you shouldn't pay to meet casting directors. Like, I'm like, fine, cool, don't. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. It's, yeah. Uh, and, the, you know, the places I've gone, it, it's been very edu- very education-focused, and everybody's very careful now, you know. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, um, yep. Yeah, especially in, yeah, I know. Uh, and, and I say that to my students, too, because they'll be like about workshops. And I'm like, look, everybody who's got a reason to hate them is right. And everybody who loves them has got, you know, so right. make up your own mind. I, but totally. I'm like, for me, they've been very successful, um, especially because a lot of times I'll target like casting directors who are casting things like shows I've already been on. So I feel like I'm kind of an easy sell because right, I'm like, right. here look, watch me do a scene like Hello. you cast. I, you don't even have to take a chance on me. Like, right. I've already been on all these procedurals, much like your procedural. So perhaps you just bring me in for an audition at your convenience. Right. Um, you know, and so those have actually turned out pretty well. That's and then awesome. just trying to, you know, I've always said in this business, like, you can't bulk because of spending money. Like even if you just got headshots, but you need new headshots, then you better find the money to get the headshots because a lot of people just waste months. Yeah. And every time yeah. I do a thing that I know I need to do, whether it's a class or whatever, it jump starts me. Like I get yeah. growth in my career um, with every class I take, with every time I do get my new headshots. I mean, I do know people who literally just get headshots all the time to get new headshots. And I'm like, they look the same as that. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, is there I, some strategy here? Headshots is like not the point, but, um, if I know there's a change I need to make or a thing that's there, I'm doing it tomorrow. Yeah. Like I, if somebody's like your voice needs work, I'm like, I'm calling that voice guy tomorrow. And I think that that speeds everything up. Like when mm. you make that stuff go fast Yeah. and it's tough because money, you know, but, um, I definitely invest in my career. Like even just for example, like I now have bangs again, I've had bangs so many times in my life, but I didn't for like a couple of years. So when I got bangs, I really need a new headshots. So I was like, doing it. Like, you know. Just, yeah, I, just I love your like, new shots, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, but I've been a little bit lazy on my, I need to get my reel updated. Especially because I did this movie over the summer and like the uh, director and producers were talking about how many offers they give out based on people's reels on their IMDb page. And they were like, and if we like, pull up five people that we have in mind and like one has tape, that person will usually get it because we're just like, yeah, I mean, yeah. And I'm like, like I need to jump on that. Oh, because they were like, we love this clip of yours from something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like cause my stuff's really outdated. On it. <laughs> so I'm in the process of updating all that. But yeah, I would say saying yes to things and then moving fast on things have been the two things that I think. Yeah, I think some, so many times it's like you have, you, your mar- materials are your tools, right? Your headshots or your reel or voiceover reel or whatever it is that you you have. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just like, uh, but like really that's your, that, that could be your moneymaker in the sense of like, opportunity or it's like if you have headshots from six years ago it's like okay well maybe it's time for new headshots even if that one picture is the one that gets you in all the time it's like you could be missing a category or two that you you don't have because that one picture isn't like relaying that or message yeah and i think it's also just like having people that like will tell you the truth so you can ask so you do know where to do it because if somebody you know like the same thing i know actors that use getting new headshots as their crutch where it's like, okay, that's not, it makes them feel like they're doing something right. Or actors who stay in an acting class all the time where it's like, that's great, but like, you're not really meeting anyone anyway. So it's sort of like, you know, not telling yourself stories 
about, you know what I mean? Like you got to just face the truth all the time and just be like constant, you know, and yeah. I, and just trying to be relentless in that, you know, just ha- being self-aware and like, uh, being honest, I guess with yourself and like, and if you know, you're not self-aware, get a, get a group of people around you that you can that, trust. Yeah. That, that you, you trust. can too, because I've realized like, it just takes us a long time to get things done. Yeah. Um, that usually do a big thing. So it's like, if we can get the things done fast, whether it is getting the new headshots or updating stuff, then like usually everything else happens faster too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I notice that around me, like there's a lot of people where it just takes them longer to sign up for the class, to get the new headshots, to sign up for the workshops, you know, than it does me. And I think that that maybe slows their whole treadmill down, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and my friend and I, <laughs> so there's something I did with my students, like, uh, I don't know, a year ago, and I would give them goal buddies and like they'd set like some professionally related goal and it could just be loosely related, yeah. you know, like read a play or see an Oscar winning movie or like, you know, call SAG to figure out this, it could have lunch with their manager, anything they decided and they'd set it that week and then they had to check in with each other in that week. And then the next class they'd like report back, like we both did our goals and we talked, whatever. And I was like, I don't know if that'll be effective for them. You know, uh, but it was. And then, like, there was a while when I weren't there, and, the, and when I, w- I was out of town, and you know, I wasn't teaching, and they were just like, "We need our goals back," you know. <laughs> right. And so, it's it accountability. Like, yeah. And so, um, my friend and I, like, recently, I was like, "So this might sound crazy, but like, would you be my goal buddy?" And like, maybe we meet like every two weeks. And for us, I'm like, I, it doesn't always have to be acting. Because like, sometimes I need to like make my doctor's appointment. Right. Or, right. <laughs> You're you like, know, sometimes I need one, to call that it phone was, bill. Like, sign my child up for a sport. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and and she was great. She was like, "Yeah, I'm down." And so, like every two weeks on Thursdays, we like get together and do I that. I love. But that. I realize knowing, and also, she's like so hyper. Like I know every time we meet, she will be done with everything she said. So, so it makes, makes you me, feel like yeah. you need to be oh, done. So like Goodness. Wednesday, the day before, I'm like, I better just find the time. Yeah. But it's great because like you just don't realize how long it can take you to send an email. Yeah. Or to like call and sign yourself up for something. You Especially know, if totally you're true. Calling, right? Especially if you're totally afraid of calling. True. Like if you can't just, you know, do it online. Do you have a favorite resource? Like if you were to boil down, like my resource as an actor is I love this website or this book or mm-hmm. this conversation that I watch over and over. Is there like one resource that's like, I'm an actor. I want to move to LA. I want to do this thing. I want that resource. And that's going to be my entrance. That's a good question. Um, and actually a lot of my like career consultation clients have been actors who are either transitioning here from another market or from theater to here, or like for some reason I've gotten a lot of models who like want to start acting careers to the point where now I have like my model talk, you know, where I'm like, okay, so you have this and this and this. Um, and so I'm always trying to like pull stuff at them. So it's like, you know, for, I think there's a lot of places where it's still hard to get good training, so, but now there's not as many excuses. Like I said, I have all these Skype clients. Like I have clients everywhere, yeah. you know, which is great. So it's like, I don't, I think if people know they're going to move here and they're not here yet, like start that early, like get yourself a coach that's in a market you want to be in. Yeah. And then you're getting the same as the people that are there, you know? Um, and then as far as like books, uh, because I learn a lot from books and it's you also do. You're a, in a cheap, book club. I started a book club. And you oh, a, you and did. And you have a book Instagram. This is That's thing. right. I'm yeah. a big time bookworm. I mean, I'm named from a book. Both my kids are named from a book. Kevin, my husband's a weirdo. He doesn't have a book. 
Well, we learned there's, we need to talk about Kevin where he's a sociopath. So I think he just rejected that we're going with. Like he doesn't have a book. Um, but especially before I moved to LA, like where am I going to learn stuff? So like, right. and I always tell people like books are a cheap way to like begin an education. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean like UCB's got a book now. They didn't when I was there. But um, like Michael Wilson, the studio where I study, like he's got the work of an actor, which is a great kind of like tangible thing. Is he br- a brunette? Does he have dark hair? With does he wear glasses? Uh huh. Okay, I think I had his book or have <laughs> it. It was like a black book. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then like he was a protege of Larry Moss, and so yes. um, the intent to live, Larry Moss's book, was a go-to for me. I mean, now it's like I kind of have them hardwired into my brain, so I don't right. really pick them up much. Um, for comedy, I like Scott Sedita's. Uh, eight characters of comedy. Um, I'm very much a person where I'm like, let's, it's fun to read philosophy. Do you know what I mean? Right, but right. like not real helpful when you're trying to figure out how to use it. So I, <laughs> I felt like all those yeah. gave me like practical, tangible things. If you don't know now, you know, ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by No Business Like Show Business. That's right. We are sponsoring our episode in hopes to share with you some exciting news. Um, if you love what we're doing, if you love what you're hearing and you want to see it continue, not only into the future, but also grow and grow and grow and have better and, and uh, farther reach, uh, then I urge you to consider looking at our Patreon page and consider uh, being a Patreon. What that would mean is uh, a monthly contribution to our show um, that would give you some ownership in, in what we're doing. And, and not only that, but it would also help us uh, continue the mission. So the goal of this podcast is to reach as many artists out there that are looking to make a career in this crazy thing called show business. If you believe in that, if you're a part of that community, if you can kick us a coffee a month, $3, $5, $1, $100, if you're crazy and working all the time, uh, either way, that money is going to go to a good cause. We're going to use it to hire people. We're going to use it to uh, expand our reach. And we're also going to be preparing live shows. So if that sounds exciting to you like it does us, jump on board. You can swipe up to check out our Patreon link. It will take you directly to our page where you can consider uh, becoming a Patreon. Thank you so much. It's an oldie, but Audition by Michael Shirtliff, I think is like a great book about, you know. I have that one. The business. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a good standby. Um, you know, and then I think like just accountability, like, you know, a lot of yes. those self-help books, like The Power of Habit, you know, things like that, that I think are just good. All of those, like, um, what are they? The like, uh like Malcolm Gladwell the book. outliers the 10,000 hours tipping point. and then also what's the other one that's um four hour work week no yeah that one's great too <laughs> but no I'm thinking what's the other guy who uh like oh Stephen Pressfield like do the yes. work yeah yes yeah I think we have it I mean and you know what like Believe people make fun turning. of me but I am a huge fan of like all of the for dummies and idiots guides books because I'm like you can become kind of a mini expert on all kinds of things like right. people are basically say hey, I'm writing this book so that you can get all the information you can get from a book about this topic. Yeah. So like, I've learned a lot that way, you know? And like, 
that's I've played Amish a couple times. Uh, I bought like the Idiot's Guide to the Amish. You know? That's amazing. Yeah. So it's like I don't know. People use um, lack of access as an excuse a lot, and yeah. I'm like, there is no. Lack of ex- access. I feel like that and is an excuse, especially another, with the internet. Like the library. You know. Yeah. You don't even have to go to the library anymore. You can get everything online there. Audio. And like I tell my students all the time, I'll they'll, they'll be like, you need to learn. Oh, I can't afford a dialect coach. I'm like, do you know that like the LA Library has every single dialect workbook and cd that you can check out like you can pick any dialect you want you could do proper british cockney massachusetts kennedy-esque like you just so i'm like there are just no excuses like that's my thing that's the work though and sometimes people don't want to do it it's like yeah exactly i'm like you're in a car it's your business whether you're listening to a podcast on the way to santa monica or whether you're listening to the dialect cd or whether you're running lines or you know totally it's it's also so difficult if you're not the personality of Taipei where you do get things done, it's mm-hmm. difficult in the situations. I think maybe that's why a, a lot of us actors can struggle with these areas of like, hey, I know what to do. Talk about the treadmill. I'm not running fast on that treadmill because it's so hard to have the, the outcome because it is so different, mm-hmm. right? So if I was a lawyer, I would know that if I go to this school, and I spend this many hours and I pass this many tests, then I'm going to be able to pass the bar mm-hmm. and I'm going to be able to get a job. And it's, it's like, that ladder. It's yeah. that ladder. And, and a lot of the work is such like internal work on your skill set and also putting yourself in a position to where if someone were to see you, you have all the materials. But it's the, the if is so hard to tackle where it's like, okay, so I do headshots again. What if it's a waste of money? Yeah, well, and see, those you know? are the people I've noticed that get jaded and they burn out because yeah. that's the thing in this business. You can't base anything on outcome at all. Love that. Love so that. it's yeah. like maybe they try a workshop and they're like, oh, oh that didn't turn into anything. That casting yeah. director never called me in. Uh, the mm. stuff they were answering, I already knew. Um, then they're probably not going to do that anymore. Maybe they went and did a free short film over the weekend and they're like, oh, like I didn't even get anything good from my reel or whatever. Well, it's like then they're attached to outcome. They're going to stop. Like you just have to say yes, like a crazy person over and over again. But it's like, yeah. And then not think about the outcome because I always think of it as like a boat with like a wake mm. on the water. Do you know what I mean? And it's like all that stuff. If you make your wake giant, like it's going to catch stuff. Oh, it's not necessarily going to be like that. Maybe what that you one planned, thing, right? But like, it's going to be so big that like stuff has to get caught up in it, you know. And it's like in every other business, it's like there's a training schedule, and right. so for me, I like the comfort of knowing that. So like early on, I did things where, like I said, it was so silly because I didn't know what to do. So it's like I had my little lists, and <laughs> you know, I'd watch these certain movies, and were those things needed? Not necessarily, but they made me feel like I was taking control and like I was doing something. And then over the years, I found things that are effective. But mm. it's like, you know, yeah, we're actors, but it's like we don't have an instrument that we have to practice a certain number of days and, you know, or, or yeah. a certain number of hours a day, or, you know, we don't, we're not dancers where we, we do that. Like we have our thing that we, you know, you, you wouldn't ever dream of only dancing at your auditions. Like right. you'd be right. horrible <laughs> and out of shape, but like actors act like that, you know? So true. Um, and so like, if you look at it from the like athletic point of view, where it's like mm-hmm. nutrition, mental agility muscle and you really like make your thing that way then it's not about the outcome it's about like your responsibility of being like a well-oiled machine 
you know? So it's like, I'm going to take these classes because it keeps me sharp. Yeah. I'm going to do, you know, for me, workshops, actually my biggest goal is because they make me really nervous. And um, I just feel like I'm constantly auditioning. And then I have to face feedback, which we don't often get in auditions. Right. And so yeah. if I'm able to do that comfortably, then I feel auditions are like no big deal to me. It's so, not so much like a... Uh, yeah, exactly. And so there's a lot, basically in a lot of these things I do, there's a lot of good things that can happen and no bad things that will come from them. So uh, it's already a win. And then if others, you know what I mean? It's totally. like, but if I yeah. was waiting to be like, this causes this, I would have quit a long time ago. And I think that that's a, such a great um, like perspective shift because I think even in life, the minute that we start putting, because I think about even our marriage, the minute that I start putting expectations on him, that might not be fair for like outcome. Like there's now like an opportunity for resentment or bitterness because you didn't fulfill my expectation or the outcome because I did this thing. It's like, do it out of the, do it because you need to do it. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, and then also the same thing, just like marriage, just like handling yourself. Yes. Like, you know, uh, not counting on other people to do it for you. Like, right. you know, I know people like that with like their agents and managers and their husbands and wives, you know, where it's just like, you know, in the same, I mean, it's awful to put it this way, but like, you know, our agents get 10% of what we make. So doesn't that mean that we should be doing 90 no, or I, 80%? I've said that so many times, and yes. like, but also in marriages, like, you know, our spouse isn't supposed to be, like, I love, sure, it's a cute idea to be like, now we're one, now we share life. But it's like, that's not necessarily the healthiest approach all the time, is it's like, what how about exactly? if we're two full people having full lives that overlap with each other's lives? So yeah. it's like, I don't, I'm not depending on you to take care of my happiness. I'm not right. depending on you to understand what I need or without, to complete me. like me communicating it. Like I'm going to do my thing and then you add some cool stuff on top and then vice versa. And then when we need each other, like there are those moments. Yeah. It's a partnership. Yeah. But I feel like people's philosophy for business and life, you know what I mean? There tends to be a lot of overlap there. And I'm not saying like, I'm a winner at that all the time, you know, Totally. Uh, but like, that's what I aim for. Right. You know, uh, cause you know, I mean like Kevin and I have the same arguments and issues everybody else does. And it's usually a sign that that balances out a whack a little bit. Right. You know? And same thing in this business. I mean, I think it was last year or sometime I just got, you know, we all go through it, but like, I think that was the closest I got to just in a long time to being like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> that's how I feel right now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, and like, it sucks being a woman because and having kids because it's like, you know, both of my kids, it's, it's the amount of time I took off, you know, yep. while I looked pregnant, while I was ha recovering from it and then just getting my momentum back to where I was. And like some of that's psychological, like it's the great there's casting directors who I probably would not have even seen in the frequency of time. Cause like, even though they right. like me, maybe I right. would have only seen them once a year anyway. Right. But just that, you know, it's a mental thing man, too. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's, it's fresh. I mean, it's just frustrating. Like there's highs and there's lows and, it was a, I think it was last year. I just had a slow year. Just had a slow year, you know? And there's that confusion because I was like, I don't feel like I'm doing anything differently. And if there is some little shift, I don't understand that's even scarier because it's like, is there something so small that I could be doing that could change things? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's terrifying. Totally. You start questioning everything, like hair. And that's not good. And like, yeah, I uh. know. And like voice, you're just like, am I talking? Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Um, and then like this year, I'm just working more. I don't, 
I couldn't tell you like what the difference was. Like I definitely refound it. Like that was a nice thing about getting back into class. I hadn't been in a class consistently for a while. I had just been wearing my teacher hat so much. Yeah. Um, and being around other people and, you know, having people whose expertise that I like value that were like, Hey, you're doing it well. Like, you know, and, and I do think when you find joy in it again, that affects the outcome. Totally. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, it was rough and like, yeah, I'm feeling good now, but like, I'm not delusional. I know how this goes. Like it goes up and down, up and down. That's and the so nature of the beast. The you longer guys. you've been doing it, you've got more residuals at least coming in for the downtimes or <laughs> <Right>. whatever. <laughs> but like, it's yeah, such it's an interesting journey to be okay. Like it, to be able to prepare yourself to be okay during like, or, or here's what I want to say to be disconnected from the outcome yeah, to where you're happy in all circumstances. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like to, if it, if it is driven by, I didn't book that thing or I didn't do the thing or I didn't have the result that I wanted then in the times where you're not booking a lot or you don't have a lot of work coming your way, you're sad. Yeah. And then the times that you got that giant residual come in, you're happy. And then the time that residual runs out, you're sad. And you have no control over it. You're totally at the mercy of that. Well, and that's one thing, like at the beginning of every class that I teach, um, I always have students celebrate wins. And like, I have to remind them, like, not just the wins like the job or whatever but like the wins you have control over yeah. and it's so cool because like they get it now so they come in and so like one of my students you know like a couple weeks ago um well and then and then it leads us to how those kinds of wins that we can control lead to the wins that, that we can't can. control so like a couple weeks ago my student was like you know i'm always so afraid of doing the wrong thing in auditions and so like i'll have ideas but i won't do them because it'll be like different and i'm worried about it and so she was like i got the cell tape last week and i just felt like i'm gonna play music in the background because it made sense that it was happening in the scene she's like and normally i wouldn't but like you know i was like i'm gonna try it because this is my tape and she felt strongly that it was appropriate and all right. that it was her you know it wasn't like she was copying somebody's idea and I was like, good for you. Like, it was yours. You did that and you felt good about it. She was like, yeah, even my agents were like, mm, we don't know about that <laughs> or whatever. But like, she booked it. And no like, way. that's not what her win was though, which was so great because the win yes. came later. And you know, and the same thing happened to me recently. And I, cause I will often like give them a win to be like, here's an example, you know? Yeah. And so like, I was teaching a couple weeks ago and the, a, a different class than I teach every week. And it doesn't end until 11. And uh, it takes me about an hour to get home. And while I was in class, I got this big audition for the next day. Oh, boy. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? Like, what are my options here? And I went home and I printed that thing at midnight. And, I, and it wasn't super complicated. Like, I probably could have tried to clear time and worked on it the same day. You know, it was at like 4 p.m. But I know I don't work well that way. So I printed it at 12 and I worked on it till two because I was like, I would normally give this two hours before and I had to get up, you know, at 6.45 with the kids for school. But yeah. I was like, I'm either doing this or I'm doing it. Like, I'm just, you know, yeah. and I did. And I was so proud of myself because it went, it was just an audition that went the way that I wanted it to because of that. Whereas otherwise, maybe it was a variable. Right. And I was just proud totally. of myself because I was like, I made that choice and I wasn't complaining about it. I did it. I got what I wanted from it. I stuck by it. And you know what? I did. I booked that job. <laughs> like, That's awesome. So like, I maybe wouldn't have, but it would have been a win anyway. Do you know what? It's awesome because it's also, you can look at, like one of the things that we're working through is like, 
Judah gets up at 6.30 every morning, 6.45. And it's like, that's our new normal in the sense of like, it's not normal, but the chaos of like, we are just, I think, do we talk about this at the Labor Day um, poll? Like, we're just, it's like, be ready to just be always tired. Yeah. Like, you're just yeah. like always tired. And well, I mean, and your kids like, are a little older, but. There's no right or wrong with it. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's just like, <laughs> it's, that's the thing that I tell my students with that. I'll be like, you're totally justified if you've had a long week and you didn't have time to do what you wanted to with it. But you're also the only person who suffers. So like it's up to you. Like right. that's a valid excuse and then be happy with that. Like that's what I've chosen. Right. But if not like, you know, do it. And like when, you know, my older son when he was born, I mean, we were scraping by and like we were young. I wasn't really established yet. Kevin had not even really, I mean, he kind of started acting. I don't think he'd worked at all yet. And right. like, you know, he was waiting tables and finishing college and like the only time I had to work on stuff was like in the middle of the night. And mm -hmm. so I was like, no one would blame me for like quitting this. Like no yeah. one would. I told, it totally makes sense. Yeah. But I was like, what do I want? And so I would just choose three or four hours of sleep because I knew like this is tomorrow could be the one, you know? Yeah. And I think that looking at it like that versus being, res it's like you, if you, once you start like oh, that choice, mm -hmm. It's going to be so much quicker before you either become jaded, resentful, or like you end up just quit entirely. Because yeah. you yeah. can only do like you like you like you told your student. It's like okay, well you were tired, and if that's what you chose, then at least at least be content with that decision because you chose that. Right. Like even if even if it wasn't the best thing for you, because if you're all listen, if you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. So it's like. If you're if if you're tired and you're complaining that you're tired because you had to stay up and you only slept three hours, then your your attitude is going to be just kind of shitty for the audition and everything else because right. you you had to. It's like, but it's a choice. So be cho be thankful that you chose that. Well, and there's so many things in this business know. that are just out of your hands. So I'm like, control the things that you can. And you know, I learned that early on. It's it's like just do don't don't even think about it like if you can look at it kind of with like a childlike point of view and be like i'm just gonna throw things at the wall and see what happens like when i first moved here they were doing the remake of fame do you remember mm -hmm. when they did that yep. and like I, I got called in and i read for it a couple times and i had these amazing auditions like where they were just like wow like just what you would dream of and it was like this big casting office you know and i was like yeah, you know, this yeah. is great. And at that point, they weren't sure if, yet if they were going to hire, how skilled you had to be at things because they didn't have a director yet. Right. Um, and so I was auditioning for like one of the main girls that was a dancer. So I go in a few times and then they were like, then they sent me for my dance audition. And it was like, and I remember um, I got it. I was at my family reunion and, or it was like a wedding anniversary party. In Virginia, I had flown to Kentucky, driven with my friend to Virginia when this audition came in. Oh, boy. And it was for uh, a two-minute technical ballet routine on point in L.A. like four days later. And I was like, um, and uh, I had danced point when I was nine. I danced in college, but like I hadn't. I mean, ballet is something you really got to keep up yeah, with. Yeah, I certainly point. was not. No, yeah. But I was like, <laughs> they have invited me, and I will go. I and it. I went to town in Virginia. I went to a dance store. I bought point shoes. 
I like did everything because I have really weak ankles too. So I did everything I could to like build them up. I watched everything I could. Uh, I found a friend back in Kentucky whose mom worked for an airline who we could go standby together. So she agreed to go with me so I could come. So we flew out here. I rented space at like Debbie Reynolds dance studio. And I went there all day, every day. And I choreographed myself a two minute point routine to tiny dancer by Elton John. And like, I went to this thing and it's all like professional ballerinas and classical music definitely not Elton John <laughs> and I was like and oh. and it was at the and I knew like the audition was going to be there too for some reason it was in a room where the floor was also really slippery so like anytime I started to go fully on point like I was falling and then the power went out and so I had to like sit there and wait and like there's that little part of me that's like maybe it shouldn't go back on do you know yeah yeah and I had just like left my family like all this stuff and I was just like whatever and I went for it and it was maybe 40% as good as like my best that I had had on my own. But man, did I like pour myself into it? You know, um, I did not book that role. Uh, but they hired a sure dancer. Proud that but you-, you know what happened months later? I get this call and they were like, my manager was like, do you want to like go work a day on fame? And I was like, uh, yes. Why? <laughs> and he was like, well, casting called and they were like, Hey, we have this like really tiny little part. Um, you know, we don't know if she wants to do it. And they were like, and we're not even sure like how we got her name, but there's just like a post-it on our desk. That's like, Hey, uh, if you guys see a space anywhere for this girl, like put her in there. Oh, that's awesome. And I was just like, that could have happened other times in my life. And there was no spot and I didn't know it. So I'd much rather believe that like, because I've behaved like that, that like my post-its on some people's desks and I may not know that wasn't my business to know. I might've gotten that job and never known that, but that was enough for me to be like, Hey, the universe pays attention to that stuff. It didn't matter that it was good. That was not why they called me in. They called me in because they were like, she was not messing around. Like, look at her. She freaking came and gave it all she got. I was not good. Maybe I was cute. (laughs) Maybe I was funny, but like, I was not good. There's no way. But (laughs) you're like, I can, I can attest to that. How many girls do you think just turned that down? Probably a lot. Especially if they're out of town or. I mean, and now there are times where I turn stuff like that down because I know like that's a requirement. That's the first step. Yeah. Out of respect for you guys. I'm going to be clear and that that's not my skill set. But that's different. And they didn't know. So I was like, well, while they're still figuring it out, you know, so that was young me and I like look up to her. And so I still try to like, I don't do it as well, but I'm like, I don't know what you were like drinking <laughs> at that age that like gave you that like gusto. I'm going to just yeah. do it. But I try to act like her, do you know? Cause I it, love it. it worked. And with all of our guests, we do like to do, uh, as we kind of wrap it, I feel like we can talk all night, but I want to respect, respect your time. Your time. Um, we have a couple of questions we asked right at the end. It's Great. fun. They're fun. They're, They're fun. fun ones. There's five questions. Nan, take it away. Great. Number one, <laughs> if you could be any animal, which animal would you be and why? Mm, which animal would I be? Um, I guess a that's hard. I guess like a wild horse. Cause like, I don't, want ah. people to, I don't want people to ride me. Like I think of it from a very practical point of view. I'm like, I'd like to live for a good amount of time. And horses, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, and I don't want to be ridden, yeah. but I like to ride around. I mean, if we're going to get like, uh, you know, fantasy level, then I'd be like, like a Pegasus. So then I yes. could also fly. That's amazing. <laughs> you, you can totally okay, choose Pegasus. Okay, then I'd be a flying horse. I right. love it. I love it. That's awesome. Um, number two, if you can only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm. 
probably french fries oh girl like i love sushi but like that's gonna get old after a day or two but like i could kind of always eat french fries pretty much all the time is any place in particular mcdonald's what? really i love their fries oh um, when i was a kid i hated mcdonald's fries really no one's um, perfect yeah <laughs> now if they're done right um i really like a good waffle fry which you oh, know those can yeah. be hard to find but like uh in Kentucky, there's a lot of good options for crinkle fries. Oh, like girl. gold like star the, chili. Oh, no, like yeah. you know what I mean. Just like the wrinkly ones. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. a little like accordion. Yes. yes. Um, like gold star there has them in like White Castle, which is just wrong in so many ways. But their <laughs> fries are really good. Oh gosh. Okay, great. So okay, awesome. If you can have, oh well, if you could either be any superhero or have a superpower, which would it be? Um, superpower. You know, I've always loved, I wish, it's not really superpower, or if it is, it'd be very useless, but um, I always thought it'd be amazing if I could just watch any memories that I've had in my whole life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a movie? Like, I would love to just like be able instant to- instant playback. Yeah. But in high depth. Like, it's like, cause it's like, if you think of memories from when you're like little and stuff, it's like, you only remember bits and pieces. Of I'm course. Like, and, and to see the whole picture, like, who else yeah. was there? Like, how many people did you not know? You know what I mean? When you talk to people and you're like, oh my gosh, we were probably totally there at the same time. Yeah. Like, how cool would it be if you could just go back and like watch the footage? That's a totally. good idea for a script. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll write that down. Yeah, or it could be very creepy because who's filming it, right? right. <laughs> or that. Exactly. It could be some like weird. Yeah, I was like, we're going dystopian again. But <laughs> just yeah. So you know. I always thought that would be like really cool to that just be able cool. to play it back. Like, you know, for real. Like, how satisfying would that be to just play back some of those like childhood memories for real? You know? That would be actually really cool because I know I have half memories of a lot of stuff. Yeah. Or the ones that you exhausted. You know, we all have those memories that yeah. we've like worn out. Yeah. And you leave out a lot. But if you could actually just like watch back, like I would like that. Awesome. Good um, power. Yeah. Thanks. Celebrity crush. Oh my gosh. Um, that's a tough one, man. Um Oh, I don't even remember his name in real life because it's more of his character. But uh, Jamie from Outlander, the like Scottish Highlander guy. Yeah. Do you know yeah. who that is? I can't remember his uh, actor What's his name? name? It doesn't matter. We're going to have to it look doesn't him up. Matter. I will look him up Outlander. later. Uh, Sam something. Yes. Sam something. But um, it's not really relevant. Like I don't ever actually want to meet him in real life because it's, it's really Jamie. Yeah, you're like, uh, it's yeah. more the character than it is the actor. It, yeah, it's more Jamie. Like he's up there. That's awesome. Now I'm curious. I'm going to look this up after. Yeah. And highly recommend Outlander. You guys should watch it. It's a great show to watch together. Oh, Guilty good. pleasure. Okay. Good awesome. idea. We know what we're doing tonight. Yeah. <laughs> now that... Okay. So if you were not an actress or you were not in this industry, mm -hmm. what else could you see yourself doing? Um, I've thought about that through my lows of my career many right. times, right? Um. I love to write, but I don't. I don't know that that's what it would be. But um, I think in a heartbeat, I would be a teacher if they were paid better. Yeah. Um, because it's just. I think it's just insane that I can afford to be an actor, but I literally cannot. Af I could not afford to become a teacher. Mm -hmm. uh, and and live in my house. Yep. You know. Yeah, yep. That's uh, crazy. It, I, and I've looked into it. I looked into it at different times when things were slow, and I was, you know, thinking about what I might do. Um, like, if what? I don't do this anymore and it's just a shame and it's like you know like my kids have a really amazing teachers and I like look at them and wonder because I'm like 
it has to be like half calling because yeah. they're they're such intelligent, caring, articulate people that I'm like, you could definitely be doing something you'd be making more money for and working less hours. So I'm so thankful for them. And I, I, I just guess I don't have that. But it also makes me think like how many people would be wonderful teachers if they were paid a little totally. bit better. Totally. You know? It's a good totally. answer. And I know I said five, but I always like to add, follow up with one question. more. Um, if you were listening to this mm -hmm. when you first started yeah. and, and you had one piece of advice to share with yourself or anyone else listening, what would it be? Oh, that's a good one. Um, honestly, it's something that I've just found more and more every year, I think. And that's just that like, if you're going to do this and you probably are because you're already have realized like that's it, you're called to it, whatever yeah. I've struggled with this calling. Like now I'm kind of like, okay, you're delusional. You're not doing anything else. Like <laughs> you, can, you can make it seem like you're going, you're not going anywhere else. Um, but you know, I think I have realized that like all of it has to be the life that you wanted, not mm -hmm. just like the outcome or the show or the time when you can relax because you're starting to get offers or whatever. Like that can't be the life that you want. Like you have to love because even if you get to that, it ebbs and flows. Yep. You know, right. I have friends who are on series number three and like they go a couple years without a job, you know, because yeah. of where they're at because they're not going to do guest stars and stuff anymore. They're only doing those series regulars. And it's like you have to fall in love with like, this lifestyle you yeah. have to fall in, like I, I have a hard time saying like loving auditioning because it's stressful but like you have to love all of it you have to love the fact that like you get to be here and do this because there are people who can't or don't or won't and so like yep. all of this like you know my day now where it's like a commercial audition in Santa Monica a pin for a show that may or may not go somewhere teaching at night running around changing in my car being a mom being a wife being a mom being a wife doing podcasting acting ridiculous like <laughs> some of these auditions where you're just like what am I doing with my life I am pretending to be a dancing turkey right now <laughs> literally you know? yeah um that like if you can't love that part you're not going to last so yeah. it's like you have to find a way to fall in love with that by surrounding yourself with like people who are doing it by staying excited by constantly learning um but if you're here for the other part and i think we all start out that way like you'll be miserable for sure because that part's so small you know very for well sure. said and one of my favorite things is celebrate the wins yeah. that you can control I love it. Such a good time together. Thank you for your time, for joining our podcast. Where can people find you? Um, yes. They can find me on, you know, social media. Um, Gala Elf is like my Instagram and my Twitter, like G-A-L-A-E-L-F. I'm pretty active on there and I'm pretty good at responding to people too. That's awesome. And is there, where can, is there anything that you have recently that's coming out where people can watch? Yeah, um, this summer I shot a movie uh, called From the Heart that we ha we're not able to announce yet like where it's going to air and stuff, but I'll keep people posted. And that was starring my husband and I. Oh, coincidentally. I love it. Oh, cool. um, so that was really great. My kids are even in it for a scene. What? Yeah, they are now Taft Heart Lead, which is weird because they're not actors. But um, <laughs> yeah, so that's coming up. And um, I love it. I'm rapping on a show right now and I can't really talk about it just okay, yet, but okay. I'll let you know. And we'll make but sure guess to what? push that when it does. Yes, and totally, if you follow her, you can stay up to date with what's going on and when things are going to air. So give her a follow and show her some love, y'all. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, guys. Thank it was so you much guys. fun. All right. See peace. you next week, guys. Take care.